Hey, I'm Dr. Laura Berman, a sex and relationship therapist. And for the past three decades, I've been helping people learn how to love and be loved better. That's what we're doing here on The Language of Love, where I get to answer calls and emails from people just like you. My goal with The Language of Love is to help you discover more meaningful, emotional, and physical intimacy, and to help you build more awareness of how precious and sacred your sexuality really is. Be sure to email me or reach out with your very own love, sex, relationship questions, and I might just answer them live on the air. It's time we all become fluent in the language of love. I'm so excited to share this episode's guest with you. I've talked about her a lot through the years. I was trying to think before we got started how long it's been that we've worked together or I've worked with her, I guess, probably at least five or six years. It's Maureen Riley. She laughs when I call her this, but she's a trained clinician, but she's more of a spiritual guide and teacher to me as much as a therapist. And that's the kind of healing and therapy that I've really needed over the past five to 10 years. Maureen Riley is one of the few medically certified energy healers and readers of hidden core issues. She has worked with clients like Celine Dion and company. And like I said, has worked with me for many years. She's run lots of spiritual energy mentoring seminars. And what I find so powerful about the work she does and what has really meant so much to me and what I've shared with you a great deal through the years are some of the tidbits I've learned from her. But it's really about creating a deeper and profound relationship with those untapped spiritual energies that help when we can resource them, when we can work with them, which she knows how to do very well. Sometimes she guides it. Sometimes she helps me guide it. They heal our lives, our bodies, our relationships, shift things that seem unshiftable. So I'm really excited to have you here, Maureen, and share you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Am I right? I can't remember, but I remember it was not long after Quantum Love came out. And I've been through a lot with you. You've been shepherding me through a lot through the years, the loss, many losses, not to mention my most latest one with uh, Sammy, but also a tremendous amount of personal growth, spiritual growth. And I think one of the most valuable things, and it's taken me a while to come along on this as much as I want to, is coaching me and guiding me around creating a deeper two-way relationship with spirit. Because like most of us, I was not raised to have any real relationship with God. I had sort of secular religious education. I didn't really identify with it. And any notion of God I had was very removed. And so you have been very separate from me and very apart from me. And this whole idea of the energy of God being communicating with me and coming through me and being able to have this two-way relationship was something really new. And honestly, something I think I'm only starting to step into. I mean, I've been trying, but we've had to remove a lot of blocks in order to do that, right? Yeah. And I think that's a common experience because we're all spirits in a body. We're not bodies, but we relate to ourselves that way. We're spiritual beings. We don't need religion to be spiritual beings. We are already that. There was no religion when the creator created everything. And of course, that divine spark we started with is the initial light 
is the visible love of the creator in time and space. We stand under the sun even. We all know what that's like, but we don't always realize there's intense intelligence inside of energy, inside of love, inside of light. The aura, which is invisible, we look in the mirror and do we see our true self? Do we see our spirit self? No, because there's no image to our spirit, right? Right. I forgot I wanted to ask because I remember you telling me the story of your own healing in many ways that set you up years ago to be doing this work. Will you share that story? Yeah, I will, because it's really the same as what started from the same place. I felt, look, I'm really intelligent. I've been doing healing work. I'm doing healing work, right? That was my, and I think that healers just do that, that by default, we have gifts I was doing it. I had to figure things out. I had to, even though I had a somatic training, which goes into the body, which bears the burden and the trauma, I still felt like I was directing it. And oftentimes I would be feeling alone with that and great responsibility. So I developed a brain tumor. It was growing off of my neck, right where the point on the spine is, where the soul energy really is greatly bubbling through. That's exactly where I got it. And I don't think that anything is accidental. It's a metaphor. And I thought, that's it. Either I really have to go for the gold and say, if I really believe in the oneness of all things, out of which healing by connecting to that oneness occurs naturally and spontaneously, so that miracles are actually ordinary. And now quantum science is showing us that when we really wrap our consciousness and break through the fears and the smallness into that. Well, that was my task. And I laid there for two, three weeks. I didn't tell anyone. I just said, except one person, you know, who I knew would not try to convince me otherwise. I said, I'm done. I'm just done on this planet if it's not so. Because if I'm one with all that is, then this should not be here. So there's something in me that is disconnected from something that will heal this. And that is what I want. And that was my intention. And you ended up doing on that intention is very powerful. And you really were committed to it at that point, obviously. And some and for many of us, it takes something huge. It does. To make that shift. Right. And I was totally willing to give up the body. And you went on a pilgrimage. It was an inner pilgrimage because I laid here for two or three weeks going in and out of deep states of meditation. And having many fears come up that I had to continually just release and breathe through. And I envisioned a perfect brain where there was nothing. It was, I once saw this picture of a photo of the inside of a ping pong ball. And there was hardly any matter. There were no specks. It was all space. And I, that's what I envisioned. And I said, okay, this is a light template. I have a perfect brain in the real and the true and the divine. This doesn't exist. This tumor isn't here because God doesn't make broken. God doesn't make disease. Our mind generates patterns that does that. So I went right there. And as I got deeper and deeper into it, and I called forth everything, okay, pulled from my Catholic background, Jesus, Mary Magdalene, every great avatar that I'd ever studied under the lineage of, right? And I said, okay. I know that your frequencies are here forever, so I can up-level into them. 
So I'm going to ask you all to bring your frequencies down to meet me and help me raise mine to meet you. And at that perfect place, I see perfect wholeness. And right after that, I got sucked into, it was like a sound tunnel almost, where my ears suddenly, it was just, there was no sound whatsoever. I was in a deep space. Like into a vacuum. Into a vacuum, which I've since heard is part of going into space, into deep, literally. You were having a near-death experience. I said, no, I was having an adjoining with true self-experience. That's what I was having. So you went into this void, into this tunnel, and what happened? Bloom. It bloomed with the fiercest, most intense, most loving light I'd ever seen. It was blinding. And I just started laughing. I was in a perfect state of bliss. It was definitely a samadhi experience. And I saw their hands come in and take the tumor out. It was like divine surgery. It was just over. And I knew it. It was done. And I bled out of every orifice of my body for two weeks after that. You did? Yeah. I hadn't had a period in 10 years. But mouth. I was popping it up. It was, I got a period again after 10 years of menopause. I mean, it was like just the matter. And I knew it because there's intelligence in this light, great intelligence. And it was talking to me. It was telling me, don't worry. This is just the matter. The material part of it is leaving the body. And how long did that last? Two weeks. And that's what they said. Two weeks. This is going to go on for two weeks. So my intuition came super alive and online. And I totally trusted everything. It was happening. It was the gift of all gifts of my lifetime because one, I got over, I'm separate from from source. And, And I got over my skepticism that maybe this was just all made up or how did we know? Because look at all the suffering that we all go through that I'd been through, right? I'd been through a lot of trauma. And beyond that is our wholeness. And we get so caught in it in our image of ourselves. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm, my body's not right. No one's going to love me. Look, I've been betrayed. I've been abandoned. I've lost people I love. This keeps going on. How could there ever be right anything but this? And we're enslaved by our minds and our bodies. And then boom, I had this fabulous opening that said, none of that That's all you creating. You're a powerful creator. You're creating it, though. It's real. You're manifesting it, but it's not the real. And the tumor went away. It was gone. And it's never come back. Never come back. I asked for this, and I received it. And that was the further thing. I didn't believe in support and in receiving at that time in my life. I believed in giving to the point of exhaustion, right? Many of us, as women especially, do this, and as healers. And I was just was total receiving and it, oh, it just lit up, cleared out a lot of things and, and more gifts came online. These gifts of reading the field, these things are part of each of us, whether we open them or not, but that opened a lot. We all have the capacity to do it. Yeah. And I can attest, she sees wild stuff. My experience is you're always spot on. But I want to back up for a minute because I know that something you said, which I completely subscribe to, I find that many people don't and take offense to this. So I want to dig into this idea a little more of how we manifest illness. Because I agree with you. We've talked about this many times, especially with regard to some of the health challenges I've had. It's so clear to me that 
stuff that my body is holding on to, energy that hasn't been cleared, sometimes even past life stuff that is even repeating in this life. Can you talk a little bit about how we manifest illness and how that works? I want to recontextualize we manifest, okay? Because it makes it sound like we're consciously manifesting. There's all this manifest. I manifest through my vision board. I manifest. I mean, our body is a is a feedback mechanism for what our mind and our divine mind have imprinted. We're living a, mostly a survival DNA program. And we look now in the world and we really see it. There's so much fear, fear for the body, fear of surviving and illness and we aren't ever going to die our physical body is going to dematerialize that's for sure one way or another but our energy of connecting in with this great field of energy which is the subtle energy it's not the physical energy of the body it does intersect with it but it's the subtle spiritual energy the great fields so we are imprinted through lineages and through the original human experience, much of that has been a disconnection from we have a divine self, we are divine beings. We've been taught by religion, no or not, there was only one divine being, it was the son of God, his name was Jesus, and that's it. It's like, no, Jesus didn't even say that. <laughs> he said quite the opposite. Yeah, Jesus kept saying, I'm not, we're all divine. He was here to teach us that, but we didn't want to learn it. That's what we're awakening to right now on the planet really, in my estimation. That's the reclaiming of the truth. So we do have two minds. We have the egoic mind, the survival mind. It uses the intellect, which is one of the biggest blocks to hearing your spirit mind talk to you. And the divine mind, they're both in us because how could it be otherwise if we're created? And the divine mind is, if you were to define it. That's the mind of God within each of us that is connected to the peace, the truth, the wisdom, the wholeness, all the attributes, all the goodness, all the beauty. There's no opposite in the God mind. And all the love, all the information as well. And what I have found so healing as someone who spent her whole life trying to improve self-worth inside myself and then most of my career trying to help people find worth that one of the greatest lessons I've learned through my work with you and just through my work, my spiritual work in general, and this is what I find myself continually saying to people when they ask that question. So how do you build self-worth? So self-esteem is I like myself because I'm good at X, Y, Z, or I'm a kind person or whatever. It's kind of a condition of liking yourself or loving yourself. Self-love is recognizing how abundantly lovable you are simply because you exist. And I think there is no better way to reach that understanding of yourself than connecting into this essential self, spiritual self that you're talking about. Because once you do, it's really hard not to recognize how lovable you are. Well, because it is the streaming of love and you're experiencing it. So obviously we all have to have an experience of it. There's a severing between our remembrance of ourselves as experiencing ourselves as light and love and goodness and truth and beauty. There's a severing of that that is in our DNA. And that's why it's difficult. We come here to be severed, right? I mean, that's part of the journey and to find our way back to that. Us, don't most of us come in one form or another? Some say we are repeatedly returning. I've seen many lives experiencing everything, but we're here to awaken to the fact that 
we can experience all things. But until we go beyond judgment and claim the divine mind, which doesn't do that, and that doesn't mean it's a problem if we're doing it. It's human to do it. It's just not going to lead you into the opening of your greatest self and gifts if you continue with that. It will block it. I was just going to say that I can attest also to this idea of when you start to open that awareness and tap into it and welcome it and receive it, which I had to go through my own track. I mean, you've watched, right? Even since Sammy's death, and that just happened 10 months ago, was when I finally learned to receive because I had no freaking choice. I was like a ball of mush and I knew I wouldn't survive if I didn't. And I guess it was the same thing with your brain tumor. Like it's too bad we have to have these experiences. That's what crushes the ego though. It crushes the ego right out of you. And you realize, look, there's nothing but this moment. I don't really know if I'm going to be here. Yeah, you surrender. I, you totally surrender and you accept that you're being held by something way greater than you, the minute you touch into that. And we all know that every spiritual teacher has spoken of that, but we have to experience it. And the thing about energy work is, is we start to open up what's blocking the experience of it, as you've been talking about, so that you can finally have an experience. And that's a lot of our work. Yes, because we have to feel it as the core love. If you were to summarize how you remove the blocks, how do you do that? Well, when I was taught by one of the greatest and most studied healers on the planet, and we were in a medical setting, we would draw the aura because everything's imprinted, not just in the DNA, but in the fields around us and in the chakras themselves. Everything's recorded. So everything can be retrieved. Much of that we've carried in with us through our family line. So when we talked about manifesting illness, these patterns are innate. They come in our package. So we can do all the eating and the yoga and the diet and the meditating and all the good stuff, but then have the shocking experience of, so why am I not well? Because we have not only the epigenetics and the genetics, which, which are triggered largely by emotion. We have emotional bodies that are out of control most of the time or blocked off so that we don't experience it. And causing inflammation in our cells and in our bodies, that that anxiety and that tension. We could see in the aura that it was like those Christmas lights that are woven together in a matrix. That's like every electron is a God electron of light. The divine light is in every cell. But our minds and our judgments of our against ourselves as well as against others, each one, boom, knocks a light out, boom, puts a shadow over that light, boom, puts another shadow over the light. Suddenly you're seeing a matrix of shadow. So how do you heal that? Well, you bring in the divine energy. You bring in the divine energy because it's, you let it come up through that. So I would look and see, oh, look, in her womb there, she's got cancer. And I see a picture of a foot kicking her there over and over again. And I see that it's a man. And I say to her, have you been kicked repeatedly here? Yes, my husband was abusive. I left him. Okay, that's still in your body. All his energy is encapsulated there. Not just yours, his is encapsulated in there. She said, and my father used to do that, you know, be abusive to my mother. Okay, now I've got that in here too. Now I believe, you know, that I'm not safe in the world. I'm not safe with me. Well, what do you think's happening to the cells in your womb? 
They're responding to your mind. Conscious and unconscious mind. Both. Much of it's unconscious. We have no idea. I have, I have definitely found that. In fact, you and I were working. I have to give you a quick update. And then I want you to, because this will be a good example of what you're talking about. And then I want you to take us through or take me through an exercise of feeling into those so that a beginner or anyone can start to access and start to feel into that energy. But what, um, during our last session, speaking of being kicked in the womb, we weren't talking, you know, I'm not the one that got kicked in the womb, but we were in my womb. I don't know if you remember, you were teaching me about the golden Kundalini. I learned something every session. And so Kundalini is kind of that life force or energy. Most of us know about the red Kundalini that is like a snake that comes up yogis and people talk about that. But this gold Kundalini that comes from the divine through the top of your head. And as you were helping me guide me through that, I could feel the spiraling of this energy. And then there were some blocks and it was clearing. But then once it got to my belly, like it was dense. And so at the end of our session, you were like, okay, I want you to really go into that density, bring the golden kundalini in, see what happens. So I went ecstatic dancing on the beach. And it's this two hours. I can listen to my podcast, actually, uh, guys, that I did with Ecstatic Dance LA uh, with Robin is his name, the guy that runs it. But you dance just by yourself and you move. But in this case, I started working with this golden kundalini and I was like, okay, come into my womb, show me what's there. And I was standing with my feet in the ocean and all of a sudden I saw Sammy in my uterus and I felt such overwhelming grief and I just started bawling, which is good. And then I started imagining all of the tears and all the pains like falling out my vagina into the ocean. I was just like letting the ocean take it. I was letting it fall out of me. And then I started moving my hips, which I always try to do. I try to move my hips in nonlinear ways every day because I feel like that's really important for being in my divine feminine and for my, because we hold so many emotions in our hips. But boy, all of a sudden I was doing figure eights, like, <laughs> like all of a sudden my hips. You're a belly dancer. <laughs> I was, I was a belly dancer. My hips started like totally moving and then more started to come out with the movement. And then I started just letting my body do what it was going to do. And I started kind of, I've never done this before. I'd never even thought about it, but that kind of slow twerk, you know, where you're bending back and forwards. I mean, it was wild, but it was extremely powerful. So I just wanted to give you that update. That is really good. Really good. So you're already moving energy through there, which that's healing too. And now whatever it is, there's Sammy in there and that's, that's a piece. So when we go through, we'll see about that. And we're going to call for some specific healing around. So one of the things that I'm intuiting and sensing is you will carry the genes of your own children forever in you as they carry yours. There's also a piece of his soul that you're still carrying. That makes sense. It's, I can't even imagine letting go of it. It's his soul. It's not mine. <laughs> I don't get to keep it. <laughs> no, because remember, his soul is still journeying. He's still learning and evolving on the other side. The biggest love we can ever give is to let everyone go on their journey, whether it's in this life or whether they've transferred 
and they're journeying beyond this life. That's our biggest gift is not just not say, I'm holding you. I'm keeping you here with me. I know. I know that intellectually. Then we want to bring the light of your soul frequency to resonate through that place so that you don't feel lost there. Because that's the only reason we hold on is because we feel the emptiness. I didn't realize until that moment that I was holding so much of the pain, which makes total sense because I gave birth to him and carried him, but so much of the pain in my womb, emotional pain there, which was really profound. So we'll have to do that. But I think what will be most relevant to anyone listening is for someone who's never done this kind of work and is listening to what we're saying. And okay, yeah, I get that there's this higher connection I can create this higher spiritual body I can sense, but I have no idea what that could possibly feel like. And as you were saying, it's the feeling of it. It's the experience of it that really starts to open you up to the possibility. So, I mean, I'll be your guinea pig, right? You can do it on me, but you can, everyone can do it with me. Whatever we do here is not just for you. It's for everybody because everybody has something that, so we're in a great field together. And this is all dedicated to each individual person listening, and you're woven into this with us. And to whatever degree you feel, I want to say this about subtle energy. Some people are really good at sensing subtle energy. It's opened up enough in them or in other people, they don't, right? They're still very much in their heads. Well, because I find very intellectual, intelligent people have a much harder time because they want to figure it out. And if you're figuring And it's a blocking, right, of receptivity because you're figuring. You're on output if you're thinking. You're not on input. And to drop that is like a big deal because it's subtly the way that we control life, right? Yeah. And it's the way we defend ourselves against feelings we don't want to feel. And it's like intellectualizing things and thinking through things was my number one tool. So you're absolutely right. You have to let go of the thinking mind. And I remember it took me a while to even figure out how to do that. And I would say it's only been in the past year that I've really started to, not that your mind and body aren't always connected, right? Because my five senses get processed in my brain, but I kind of leave my thinking mind behind and just feel in my body. So if I'm giving you advice. When you do that, you're opening up all new neurology. You're not running the same neurology. You're opening your expanded neurology and you're opening up more of your capacity to sense subtle energy because you're a subtle energy being. We're all subtle energy beings. And that subtle energy is the energy of God so or spirit or whatever you call it. Or source or Buddha mind or the quantum G field, whatever. It doesn't matter. Those are just names for the same thing. We didn't create ourselves which is the highest frequency of love and infinite information and blessing and holding and abundance and it's and guidance, lots of guidance. And when you connect with it deeply enough, you can have a spontaneous, miraculous healing because that's built into the way life is. And we've seen it happen. And like you were saying, it happens with you. It happens with you. So take us through the process or a process. Yeah. And we'll, re- we'll remind that before when you and I were together, before we started, we did an alignment. So each person listening, all of you individuals listening, know that you were woven into that. 
And you right now have a more expanded capacity to feel and sense subtle energy as a result of it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, We did that for you before we started. And purposefully, because even if you say, I can't feel anything, be curious about the block. Let yourself imagine you've got a deep sea mask on, a diver's mask on, and start diving down out of your head. Breathe yourself. Listen to the grounding and safety creating and intuitive opening exercise we did. And get grounded and safe. And then it's okay for you to go, I'm going to dive into this shadow or this contracted place or this pain. And I just, I know, you have to hold the knowing. Behind here is my wholeness. It's being shut out or shut down, but it's there. So I'm going to keep moving into just getting to know this and hanging out with it and not be afraid of it. Your ego will be afraid of it and interrupt it. So just set that aside when it happens. Breathe back through it. Say, okay, I'm dismiss- I'm letting this fear go. I talk about this a lot to you, that this idea of kind of doing a body scan and slowly scanning your body and just noticing where there's density or tightness. That is a block. That's a block, a, a chronic symptom that you have. If you chronically have a stomach ache or you chronically have pain in your joints or your knee or at any part of the body is connected to subtle energy and meaning. Okay. So and what do you do when you find that? And when you go to that place, what do you do? Well, why don't we demonstrate that? Okay, okay, okay. Let's demonstrate. You're good at this by now. Oh, you've done many sessions where you've had no problem whatsoever. And so here we go. So we're just going to begin by, I, I'm just going to call us in. There are beings in other dimensions, the multi-dimensional beings of light, the angels, the archangels the ascended masters, the teachers, the loved ones. So they're on my divine healing team and I'm calling them in to connection with us here today. And for each and every single one of us that's listening. So we're calling spirit to spirit. We're connecting with our spirit right now, our inner flame of the divine. All we need to do is link our consciousness to it and it's done. And I like to do the same thing. So before I start this, when I meditate, I'll say, calling my angels, guides, ascended masters. I even call sweet, sweet Sammy. That's what I say. And sweet, sweet Sammy, all aligned with the highest frequency of love and God to surround us and come through us and facilitate the feelings. Bring us the guidance and the healing energies that we need. And we are also acknowledging, of course, our divine presence, inner presence is fully connected at all times with infinite source. So we are in the Holy Trinity now, and it's a very powerful place. And we're going to ask for the scalar waves of that first light of creation, which the Christians call the Holy Spirit. It's also called the Shaktipa. It's called different things, but we're calling that to activate and flow down through our invisible fields, down through, if many of you don't know the in-body chakras, imagine the inside of your spine as golden light. And off of, there are wheels of energy from your forehead, throat, heart, solar plexus, belly, down through below your feet, a foot and a half. Okay, the chakras are energy centers. They're portal. So the light is coming in through the top. The healing streams are coming in through the top. Yeah. Well, we can call it in through the crown or we can call it directly into the heart. 
So the sacred heart, not the physical, but the sacred heart. And we're doing that now. And where is the sacred heart? Where am I putting my attention? Well, the sacred heart is not a physical location, but it, you can feel the presence of it energetically. I feel it just slightly below my heart, my physical heart. Yep, down to the left, above the ribs. Which is a sacred space. So that's where you can train. Your, you can put your hand there. It helps to put your hand there. Yeah. And if you put your conscious awareness there, and I remember the first time you did this with me years ago, and I've never forgotten, I still come back to it. You were talking about imagining a beautiful river of sparkling love light, like a green river coming in through the back of that spot. Yes. And in. And so we can use the rays, the different colors of rays are all connected to different beings and and powers of source. So the power to have beautiful experience of yourself as love, as truth, as light. Imagine it's then a sparkling emerald green river of light that you're just calling from the cosmos and you're letting it come in through the backside of your heart between your shoulder blades and just breathing it in. Just breathe it in. It's going to come. We're inviting it into the very center of that chakra wheel which is your divine core light essence that's never been changed or damaged by any trauma, by any hurt, by any loss. It's whole forever. That's the flame in the center of your chest, like where that heart chakra is. It's, I always envision like a beautiful little flame there. That is in the center of every chakra wheel. The outer wheel holds our programming. The inner wheel holds our pure soul essence and wholeness. So we're asking the divine light to amplify our wholeness now through the center of the heart chakra and to let it bloom and flow like it's water coursing around the outer wheel. Like it's spreading out almost like a star from there. Yeah. So each of us might have a, a little bit of a different experience. So that's good to note. The more we speak it or share it, the more we ratify it for one another. And if yours is tuned down a little, that's okay. If you feel a block there, just breathe out your fear. And then breathe in more divine light. Breathe out the fear. Out the pores of your skin. Out your hands. And breathe in the beautiful fullness of the divine wholeness and light. All the good that you are (laughs) and that is in everything is, is right here with you. Just let yourself be enveloped and filled and whatever sense of unworthiness or, oh, this is crap or skepticism. Just let this go. Just let this go. It's just blocking your reception. There is nothing here but goodness at your core. And if you can accept it just a little there, it's already breaking in. I can feel it. Even a millimeter. And I can tell you that after losing both my parents and those sort of physical representations of love and connection that were most core to me, this feels like that. In fact, it feels better than my parents' love because my parents' love was just like all human love was laden with a lot of other stuff. (laughs) But this, this feels like, you know, that feeling when your mother or father or someone who you really trusted and loved did something really loving with you, was cuddling you or talking to you or 
being loving to you, that kind of spreading in your chest. And it's the feeling of love. It really is that I feel when I tap into this. And I'm not having a loving thought or a particular physical experience. I'm literally just breathing in this energy. Right. It's non-conceptual. And we're just now going to let that spill over. Okay. And each one listening can let it spill into a place within their own bodies it feels a little denser or darker because you should feel aliveness here, if nothing else. Almost like if you take your right hand and make it into a fist and then slowly open it, you feel a lot of aliveness in that hand. Compare that hand to the left hand, which you've done nothing with. You can feel the difference. It's subtle and it's alive. You should be able to feel that kind of subtle difference happening. That's a good example, like how it feels. Yeah. And you can find another part of your body that feels denser or darker and just let yourself sense the difference. Go to a place where you have a chronic pain, for example. It'll feel quite different. And then what do you do then? In your case, we're going to move this down. We're going to let this energy begin to spill and flow the golden light of creation, the kundalini, the holy energy of wholeness. Is beginning to spiral the Holy Spirit energy, which we've called. And when we call it, it comes. It's always there. But we have to call it because we have to get online to receive it. We're receiving it now, and it's moving down, Laura. And I can feel it going through your solar plexus. Yeah, I was feeling it right at my belly button where it's better than it was. It's better. It's more more open, but go down lower now. And you're also in your, your ovaries and your uterus. Okay, so we're in the birth canal and the the cauldron of creation, whether it's creating children, a business, a relationship, it's our feminine power center. Men have their power center further up. And it's dense and Oh, where are men's? I thought everybody's creative center was there. Where are men's creative center? Theirs is more in the solar plexus area. This is a good example. So now that I'm down in this area and my awareness is there, I feel a heaviness and a tension there, a density there. So I'm going to just go in silence with you and you go in silence as if, like we said before, you're deep sea diving down into it just to meet it. It's it's got its own energy intelligence. It's a conversation your soul has been trying to have with you. So just listen and sense. And I'm going to do the same. And even if we did different things, we're going to weave them together because we all perceive from different chakras and get different kinds of information unless they're unified. And I always get pictures like images and I just see this bubbling kind of tar. It's like a tar pit that's a little bubbling and thick. And if I go into that, there's a belief inside of here and an experience of getting trapped alone without love. Well, that's my whole earlier life. Yeah, that's a big one for me. All right. Well, see, we've not spoken of that before. So trapped alone. It's almost like a quicksand there. I'm trapped alone without love. And anyone to help me or to support me, especially when scared or hurt. So we're going to just see, we're going to call for the divine beings now. If we were doing a full healing, we'd be, we were working with five bodies, the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and thermal. The spiritual will also hold our fears. 
the thermal will, will hold our sense of inadequacy and insecurity. So they're very much involved here. We're not going to do a full healing here. We're doing a healing. And we're calling for, there's been a misconstruing. We get a chance to recognize as we recognize what's here. Okay, so in this moment, we honor that this was a child self-conception. And it got carried throughout life and reinstated each time there was a challenge to love. We have another opportunity to recognize or recognize and create something else. We often choose the same because it's familiar. And we interpret our experiences through that filter. Well, you, you abandoned me. I always get abandoned. Where there's a time ghost hidden in here, always and never. And so it's locked in here. I call that a trauma shock bubble. Yeah, because it doesn't feel aligned with how I view the world now. It feels very old. It is. We can have many parts of ourselves at different ages trapped in different mindsets, beliefs, and feelings that other parts of us don't share, just as you've mentioned. So we go in here. We're not a uni self, you know, so don't try to make ourselves that, except in our wholeness. <laughs> so we are calling for the divine team. They're here now, and actually they're bringing in sort of like balls of light. They're dropping them into this place here. And it's almost like, remember when you had fizzies? I might be dating myself, yeah. but you drop this tablet. Yeah. That's what started to happen, as you said, or like a bath bomb, you know, like a bath bomb. When I was seeing little white bath bombs. And we're calling, and I'm watching them. I'm watching the guides do this. And I'm calling for them to also rearrange so there are forces trapped in here, okay? There are destructive and constructive or generative and degenerative forces in the polarity of 3D. Degenerative forces are not bad and all generative are not good. If you have cancer and a generative force is attached to it, it's going to move that cancer through. So you would want a degenerative there. But if you have an overabundance of attachment to having to save people in order for them to love you back. That's in there. That's one of my little things. That's in there. And so we want to switch that. We're calling for the divine to switch the polarity of that force and to recalibrate it to the virtue and the force and the power that is needed there instead. Okay, so we're going to take a moment to just ground in that and sense that. They'll do it, but it's good for us to bring our sensing of it online. And all we have to do is ask. And then we have to receive. So we're also calling for the clearing of all blocks of unworthiness, of unforgiveness towards self or others. We're calling for the clearing of our separation from source and our true self. We're calling for the clearing of the dejection, the helplessness, the hopelessness, the depression, the anxiety, the fear, all of these states, they're all attached. Those are now being generative forces in here that are growing. And they're also growing a darkness with it, right? Which then can turn into cells that vibrate at 42 megahertz and become cancerous. Healthy cells generate at the 68 to 69, depending on the organ, 66 to 69 megahertz. So if we were to get a biometer and measure this right now, we would see these cells are vibrating very low. 
very low because of all those low frequency emotions in there. The low frequency emotions, which we didn't, it's not our fault. It's not your fault that these are here. I had no idea they were there until now. <laughs> no, no idea. They're just there and we're innocent. All learning is innocent and we're here to learn. We're here to learn to remember who we really are. And our learning is our gateway. So if we feel ashamed or guilty that, oh no, I'm manifesting this back to your original point. No, you're not. You have an opportunity to see, sense, and feel it because you have the courage to go there and open up to what's there and not blame yourself for it. Just see, oh, wow, yeah, I, did, I didn't know. I inherited that somewhere. I got that that was the right idea. I had to survive my family. That's the way I figured it. Yeah, that's it. I thought that was love. I didn't know. Okay, great. So now we've got a generative force around something that denies you support and aid and love. So do we want to degenerate that now? Is that what those bath bombs are meaning? Because they are breaking up the tar. I mean, the bath bombs are. I didn't see any guys throwing them in, but I saw them falling into the tar pit and disintegrating it. Yes, good. And now they're bringing the generative forces in that need to be there to create health. And that is honor of the self, the wisdom of trusting that you are the child, literally, of source. Your parents are just temporary, you know, deliverers of your body. And but you are being eternally connected to love and support source. We're bringing back the generative forces of faith and trust in that and that honoring of the self and the innocence of accepting and calling for help as needed, knowing source is always here giving everything. It's always right here. The solutions are always right here. We just demonstrated this now. Along with the problem is the solution. And I have only recently gotten to, in recent, I would say over the past six months, gotten to a point where I can really somatically, physically feel this stuff more. It's taken me quite a while to do that. But what I'm feeling right now physically is just a tremendous amount of warmth in my uterus and in my hips, like I'm on a heating pad almost. It feels really good. It feels very good and warm and comforting. And that is support. Can you take that support of warmth and comfort? Yeah. That's your love enveloping you. That's the love energy, the spirit energy. They're, they're interchangeable words. Truth, wisdom, love, energy are interchangeable. They're interchangeable. They never go without one another. Now we have a deeper truth that's come in. We've changed the polarities, and now you have a deeper experience of love. And now we're going to call for, are you ready to call for the releasing of the fragment of Sammy's uh, soul that you're carrying? I'm going to do it because I love him so much. The idea of holding on to a part of him is so attractive. I am willing and I want to let it go for his sake, for his soul's sake. Well, it's also for yours. Why is it for yours? Because it's affecting my womb to keep them there in a negative way. Right. And your cells are losing light. Even though I like it. But yes, my cells are losing light because I am holding on to it. Okay. So I'm willing to let it go. And you have a degenerative belief in loss. Then the love is gone. 
or that he's gone. I can still feel the love, but the physical part, it's just like holding on to a part of him that was here. And now you're being asked to just go to the love feeling of him and not hold anything except that. Okay. okay. I'm ready. What do I do? All right. So we're going to call the divine beings in to assist. We're going to ask for the clearing of the energetic block, which says I have to keep holding him or I won't be able to experience this love. I'm holding this as that. And we're going to let that go as a degenerative way of understanding love for the generative, which is, oh, I'm going to blossom in here and allow the love to fill me and to fill him. And I'm going to offer this love to him and I'm going to bless him. I'm going to just say, keep going into this beautiful light and knowledge of who you are and know that I am with you there. I don't have to hold you anywhere. I'm with you there. I feel like maybe he sometimes comes to me, but I don't feel like I'm with him there. I do see him. As soon as I was agreeing to do that, I saw this image of him standing there and he's sort of giving me this little smirky grin and has his hand out to catch it. He's like a receiving, kind of like, okay, give it to me, mama. You're deepening your own faith and trust in love is all there is. That's what you're doing right now. And if you hold this, you aren't. You're demonstrating loss is what is. I don't love, but I don't trust. Yes. And I do trust, but it's surprising how hard that just was. Yes, it is. It's because our human self, our human self is very attached. My boo-boo, my baby. Yeah, we have nothing but compassion for that. But we're also seeing that there's a doorway opening here for you. And that's real love that you're allowing in, not attachment, even though it's understandable and there's nothing wrong. It's also creating um, a holding in you of darkness. That loss, that belief in loss is holding the darkness. And that we do not want because that's where the body starts to fall down and starts to get sick. There's a clearing out in your cells. Because I didn't like the level of your cells when we started, by the way. That wasn't a safe place for you. Okay. So as we're doing this work, I'm seeing this come way back up. And we'll do some more healing on it later. But this was remarkable. And this is enough. So we're going to ask for continuous divine frequencies that match only your original soul essence, which knows only wholeness to be fed to you on a continuous basis over the next week to help with the integration of this. Yeah. I mean, I can feel grief coming up. Even I'm going to have to cry because it's like a new level of letting go. It's really bizarre. So I'll have to uh, let myself cry a little bit when we're done. Let's align what you can absolutely let that flow out of you. Don't hold that back. You don't want that to be incomplete. And also, we are calling in the knowledge that you have, you're aligned with divine strength right now. Because you've aligned with truth and love to do this. You are also aligned with the strength of source within you. And that, that is your safety. And that's what's going to take you through. Well, I'm going to keep letting that stream through. I'm going to release some grief when we're finished here. I won't make everybody listen to me, Ball. We're holding you throughout. 
And hopefully that gave you a sense of how this works. I mean, we're using me as a guinea pig and obviously your situation as you do this with us is going to be different, right? Where your places are, where your tension is, where your density is. But as you go into that and you can call in, right, Maureen, you can call in those healing streams of grace. And I love, you've always told me that, you know, the angels, the guides, spiritual flow, healing streams of grace are just there waiting to be asked. Yeah. And they're just dying to be asked. They will not violate the free will contract of the universe. Yes. We have to ask. They can't beat down the doors, you know, right? Got to, got to invite them in. Well, I sometimes do. <laughs> they sometimes beat down the doors, so you will invite them in. But yeah, you have to give them permission to ask and then you can receive. We're going to close, I know. I'm just going to say your suffering will beat you down. That often causes the opening for you to reach, to remember to call for the divine. And hopefully you don't have to get to what I like to call an AFGE, another huge freaking growth experience in order to welcome that in. And hopefully we've given you a starting point to play with that a little bit more. So if you want to learn more about Maureen, you can go to her website purelyvital.com. You can go to her Facebook page. Is it Purely Vital, your Facebook page? Yeah. And I'm going to be teaching some courses online where I'm going to be teaching people how to enter the sacred space of themselves and to direct and command and call these powerful energies for healing, but also for opening up our greater gifts. We're all intuitive because that's our spirit language, but we don't necessarily trust it. And so we're going to be doing a lot with that. And it's magic and it's fun. And it is magic. I've done it. Since those channels have opened, I use it so much in my work. Communicate with me if you want to be on it. Well, through Purely Vital. You, yeah. And also through my Facebook page. They just need to PM me, private message me with their phone number if they want to be put on my mailing list. Also there, if you've... Everybody should have had an experience today of some kind because this was a field that we opened, a great healing field. So please be aware and alert. You have, we have to train our minds to look beyond our pattern and our filter, which usually sees things in a less, less than how it is light, right? Or how it could be in a beautiful light. So start to notice anything that shifted. Any shift is monumental in the whole system. And write about it. Write to me on my Purely Vital Facebook page and tell me if something has happened for you. And let a few days pass so that you can notice, was I different in this interaction with my husband or my partner? Or was I less negative about my self-talk? Did I catch it? Did I start to feel some greater love? Please tell me. I, I would love to hear. Wonderful. Well, we will. And I thank you so much for the work you do in the world and for me. Thank you so much. It's been an honor all the way. Okay. Take good care. And thanks for listening. Remember, you can always email me questions at languageoflovepod at gmail.com. You can also send voicemail questions. You can go to drlaurabermond.com and right there on the homepage, you can see where to email me questions, ask voicemail questions, and let me know what you want to hear about. I'll see you next time on The Language of Love. Around.